it's time for the IHSA Safety Podcast. We're here again with uh, Ron Koleski, our, our Chief Prevention Officer, who again is retiring at the end of September, and it's a good opportunity to have a conversation on his last three and a half years uh, serving Ontario and serving workers and workplaces in Ontario. Um, switching gears to COVID, when you think about COVID and the disruption that that caused, really was also maybe an opportunity. Maybe I'll open that question up to you. Do you see that as an opportunity for health and safety taking more of a forward or primary kind of a, a center stage uh, perspective in, in workplaces' minds? You know, the good news is that it raised the profile of health and safety. And then on the other side of the spectrum, sort of the bad news is it identified some very clear weaknesses on on what we had perceived where we were with health and safety, especially with smaller organizations. You know, when we when we asked people earlier on, especially essential business, that uh, uh, can you do a risk assessment to determine, you know, how to deal with where you need to apply the hierarchy of controls, we what we got back was what's a risk assessment and what's the hierarchy of controls. So that and and you know it in in some of the larger established organizations it wasn't a problem, but for Ontario's smaller businesses it it, it was a problem. And we had to do a lot of effort, as you know, to uh, to be able to start addressing that. And it's taught us that that um, you know, we both uh, how we convey knowledge in the manner of which it's conveyed, and then the priority of the information that we're providing. I think what COVID taught us is we need a a single point of entry because it was you know there was so much information out there. Um, you know, public health was putting out information. Local public health was putting out information. Uh, associations were putting out information. You know, we as a system were putting out information. And and you know, to the to the small business owner that really maybe didn't apply health and safety principles all that frequently, it became very confusing. So that was a big learning and a big takeaway from us. Um, I think. What it also taught us was that um, collaboration and communication is really important. You know, what we did collectively, whether it was with with the OGCA Safety Committee, um, which we met every week during COVID, and, you know, we shared information. We shared best practices. We, We saw the power of bringing together groups of people and actually speaking to them without... Um, fear of competition. This brought the system together quickly. And I think there was, uh, in meeting with, also with BUILD and COCA and OGCA and ResCon on a frequent basis, especially through the rapid screening trials and, and, and rolling out rapid screening, it really taught us the value of of bringing together people. Yep. And-, and that, as, as you had indicated so clearly, you know, the ideas came from the bottom. The ideas I just facilitated. I didn't. You know, there's, there's. Well, I was, I was going to say though. Not everything. Don't, don't undercut that. Not everything. Don't undercut that because I think if you, if you can comment even on your, on your past experiences as the CEO of PSHSA, which uh, engaged in the healthcare sector and and being with Red Cross and being with the ambulance services. How do you think your your role there facilitated? Because I think that's a, everyone really wants to know. Because I think there was great success in that collaboration, and it was pretty pretty smooth even from our from our end in regards to getting guidelines reviewed, 
by public health, by yourselves at your offices. Um, how do you think your role there and, and your maybe your knowledge of the industries that were really uh, relied upon during the pandemic, how, how do you feel that that contributed towards the success, if we want to call that, you know, the successes in getting communication out? Knowing, I think, you know, the good part was knowing the the key players um it, it's you know one of the challenges when you when you move from a job or a career into another job you lose your rolodex mm -hmm. you know you, you, if you're established you know you yourself having spent a number of years with ihsa you know who to call in the construction industry if you have a question and i i think that early on in covid um having had the experience of knowing yourself and our other our other system partners it made it easy to mobilize like when we needed you know when uh, the inspectorate came out and said okay uh, parts of construction are staying open what do we need to do we were quickly able to you know make a phone call say look uh, you know uh, no holes barred whatever you need go out and start offering support to the industry whether it's through the compliance assistant teams that we did but you know that was a phone call that wasn't you know pondering and saying mm -hmm. what am i going to do it was just we knew what the system was capable of doing we knew that you know when we were opening the courts we could mobilize 40 people if we needed to right. go around regionally and do risk assessments from a skilled area so knowing the players knowing the people and trusting the people um, you know, it was it was really important if you you know making a phone call, whether it's to yourself, that you knew that it would it, not only would it be done, but it would be done very right. well. And, and and I think uh, that's a two way street there was, too, because the the amount of changing information over time with especially with COVID, what was changing on a public health side, what was changing from a best practice side, um, PPE, the rest was really relying on that whole system. Um, engagement from public health to the ministry, to your office, the chief prevention office, uh, to our system partners and our industry stakeholders. So I think that, you know, from our perspective at IHSA, that was, uh, that was pretty impressive to see that move forward as it did and uh, to, to everyone to land on a single best practice and single best perspective so we can get that communication out with confidence to the industry. I think that was a big issue that, you know, when the industry got and, it. And, you know, it, it it, and it was really helpful too that, um, and we found this out during um, during the rollout of the rapid screening mm -hmm. program, that most other injury industry in the province has a corresponding ministry. So if you think about mining has northern development, you know, retail manufacturing has economic development, uh, job creation and trade. Um, so virtually everybody, but where's construction? Mm -hmm. You know, construction, yes, you have infrastructure Ontario, but that's more of a project-based right. system. And it really, it, the importance was that, that our minister had uh, uh, an, a, a great love and affinity for the construction industry and you know you know I always said know where your bread's buttered it re it became very evident that that because of that relationship and, and the value that the minister placed on the industry not only from an economic perspective but also from what um, he and others are trying to do with this government it created a huge opportunity for us 
in the Ministry of Labor, Skills and Development, particularly in prevention, to be able to increase our profile. Yeah which was really, really important. Yeah, and at the bottom line is is making sure that all these essential services, workers were getting home safe. I mean, that that's all our goals at the end of the day. Um, and I think this uh, this pandemic has taught us that, again, working collectively, we can we can get our, put the people in the best position to get home, not only safely, but healthy. And, and through a pandemic of unknown, unknown um, consequences uh, early on, that certainly was welcoming uh, to the industry. Now, what do you, when it comes to the general public, how do you, what, how do you, I guess, um, uh, what's your perspective in regards to the industry or the general public's understanding or respect for health and safety overall? You mentioned it earlier that, you know, it was a great opportunity to raise the profile. Um, what do you see from the, all the sectors in Ontario, not just the, the sectors that we serve here at IHSA being construction training, uh, transportation utilities, but just throughout the province in general, what do you think is, as again, how has that profile risen? And what do you think is the ongoing sustainability of that profile? Um, well, as you know, we are big, we're, we're trying to look at a, a, a focus on small business because it's really the driver of the economy. It's like 80% of 85% of Ontario's right. economy Big business, big business gets it. Uh, you know they have the resources to be able to, you know, manage their health and safety very well. They're aware of it. You know, if you look at the, um, you know, Business Council of Occupational Health and Safety (BCOH) that represents the top tier employers, they really understand what it's all about. Um, you know, utility understands what it's all about. Um, our, our really our challenge has been you know the the smaller businesses that that don't necessarily have the frequency of injury that puts it high on their priority list like once every 7 years they might on average have mm-hmm. an injury so you know they 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 may perceive it as a cost of doing business you know the other the other thing that we've noticed too is that you know focusing more on occupation versus industry um you know, we do know in construction, as an example, that entry-level non-skilled positions have between 25 and 45 percent of the injuries that are occurring, and some of the subsets of industry, like uh, demolition restoration, it's as high as 50 percent of the injuries are unskilled labor. So, really, um, you know, looking at where we need to focus is we need to we need to be able to. If a small retailer doesn't understand the value of health and safety, then we need to start looking at positions within small retail, like you know, people that work in a warehouse, or or for example, a young female between eighteen and twenty-four, and uh, issues of sexual harassment, as an example, that we found through the survey through Ipsos. Right. Um, that we found that there are vulnerable groups within particular industries that um, we need to start focusing perhaps on those occupations as well. So it's just one size doesn't fit all. That's the other thing that we're finding is that, you know, a small roofer versus a large general contractor can't approach them in the same manner. And you know that right. very well. We, we have to start looking at what works uh, and it may require us to you know, get away from, it's just a standard program that everybody sits in. We may have to start specializing to get things done. 
the IHSA Safety Podcast. For more episodes, tips, and all things safety, go to ihsasafetypodcast.ca. Thanks for listening. Each year, about 5,000 IHSA supervisor logbooks are ordered for supervisors across Ontario. Why is the logbook so popular? Because it was developed by the industry for the industry. That's what makes it unique. IHSA thanks the members of the Labor Management Network and advisory councils who contributed their knowledge, experience, and time to the preparation of this supervisor logbook. Contact IHSA at 1-800-263-5024. That's 1-800-263-5024. Or visit IHSA.ca. That's IHSA.ca.